Thanks for listening to Parkview on the Go. No matter where you're from, what your story is, or where you are on your spiritual journey, you belong here and we want to help you take a step toward God. If at any point along the way you feel like you want to have a conversation about faith, life, and where God might be leading you next, you can let us know at parkviewchurch.com slash next steps. That's parkviewchurch.com slash next steps. We hope this content encourages you to continue becoming the person God created you to be. Enjoy the service. Welcome to Parkview, everybody. We're glad you joined us for this service. Let's stand together and enjoy our time worshiping today. You can have my yes with no exception. I'm laying down my right with no condition. You can have my yes. I'm giving you my fear of never knowing whatever's coming next. I know you've got me. You can have my yes. Hey!
moments. Uh, we're going to continue to worship our God together uh, through taking communion. And so if you came in, uh, hopefully you were able to grab one of these packs. If you're online with us now and watching uh, from home or somewhere else and you have a chance to go out and grab uh, some juice and crackers, now would be a great time to do that. But let's just take a minute and just say thank you to God, right? Just an opportunity for us to go back and remember this incredible uh, gift that God has given to us. This confidence that we have in our faith that one day we're going to be with him forever. Uh, so until then, let's just take a minute now just to reflect on the goodness of our God 
And then I'll be back in a minute. We'll take communion together. tells us that every time we eat the bread and every time we drink this cup, we are proclaiming the Lord's death until he returns. The body of Christ given for you. Take and eat. Now the blood of Christ shed for you. Take and drink. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for loving us, for dying for us, for giving us a hope, for giving us future. God, for that one amazing promise that one day you are going to come back. That is an assurance that we can have full confidence in. So thank you for that. God, we continue to worship you now. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Hey, let's stand up together and let's continue to worship our great God.
pray together, Lord God. We say amen. We say we agree with all those words we just sang. That you are behind us. You are beside us. You are within us. You go before us. That you hold us. You protect us. You carry us. That you have called us your own. And that brings us hope. Hope in a hopeless world. Because of the love of Christ. And what he has done for us. Thank you so much. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for worshiping today. You can go ahead and be seated. Well, hey, everyone. So glad that you are here this weekend here at Parkview. Glad that you've made it. Uh, If we've not had the privilege to meet, my name's Chad. I'm the campus pastor here. And just thrilled that you're joined us. And if you're online, we want to welcome you as well. Thanks for connecting with us. You know, there is a lot that takes place every week at our church. And if you're newer to our community, the best way to stay in step with us is to go to parkviewchurch.com slash this week. Uh, We update that page every week, and that is the best way to stay in step with us. You know, this past week has been incredible. Uh, Here at a church, five people have gotten baptized in the last week. Isn't that incredible? That's five people. And I share that story with you because every week we get to experience the stories of folks who are just taking a new step in their walk with God. And all of that takes place because you continue to be generous and you continue to support the ministries of our church. So I just want to say thank you for that. If you want to give throughout the service today, you can do that online. uh, Or you can give in person by dropping your gift off as you leave today. You know, we talk a lot about next steps uh, in our walk with God because we believe that everyone's got one. And a big reason we believe that is because God is for you. Just like we just sang a few moments ago, God is for you. He has died for you and risen again so that you could have a relationship with him. And we would love to help you take a walk in your next step with God. Uh, We've actually got an opportunity coming up for you starting Tuesdays, October 5th, uh, from 6.30 to 8.30 in a local bar. That's exactly what I just said, a local bar. We're launching a Bible study called Alpha. And maybe you have kind of been around the church for a while, or maybe you haven't, and you're just kind of curious about God. You're curious about the Christian faith. Uh, You're curious about the Bible. There's some kind of like bigger questions that you have about what it means to be a Christian and follow after God. This Alpha Study series could be a great next step for you. Again, it starts on Tuesdays, October 5th, 6.30 to 8.30. Uh, It's going to be at a bar, and we'd love for you to participate. You can sign up by going online, or today, as you leave, you can visit our Next Steps table. Uh, We've got an alpha booth out there with some information. We would love to connect you and have you be a part of that with us. Next weekend, Pastor Tim will be back. We're going to start another series called What Made Jesus Mad. If you know Pastor Tim uh, and the book that he's written called What Jesus Jesus Mad, this is a big part of his heart. Uh, And so we want to invite you to come back. He's going to be here. We're going to have his books to pass out, so don't miss out on that. And if you weren't here last weekend, we had T-shirt weekend. Guess what? We have some T-shirts left over. So if you missed out next weekend, uh, stick around here. And as you leave today, you can head out to the lobby. We'd love to give you a T-shirt before you leave this weekend. Uh, I talked to a person this past week uh, who was just kind of struggling in their walk with God. And they were kind of carrying this thing on their back as if to say, you know what? I don't know if I'm even worthy to show up here at church. I got to tell you this. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter what you've done. It matters that you're here because of what Jesus did. So we're really glad you're here at Parkview this weekend. Enjoy the rest of the service. If this place is so great, why don't you guys move in here? What are they gonna do with five bedrooms in a park? They're obviously never having kids. What was that look? But look, you did a definite look. It wasn't a look. I think we just started some trouble. I didn't do a look. You're doing a look right now. Have a good fight. (laughs) It's kind of crazy, but it just got me thinking. And there's so many kids in foster care. And I found this adoption agency, and they're having an orientation next week. Oh, no, no, no. Don't show me that. I don't want to see those little faces. People who take in foster kids are really special. These are the kind of people who volunteer when it's not even a holiday. We don't even volunteer on a holiday. Over a half million children are currently in foster care. The system is overloaded. Really? That's how this works? The county puts these on because they can match a lot of kids and parents quickly. Look at the big kids over there. Breaks my heart. Hey, what are you doing? I mean, everybody's avoiding them. I'm just going to go and say hi. Yeah, okay, hey, baby, I I think it's awful. But they're teenagers, okay? Hey, use drugs. Hi. Hey. Hi. Hi. Just, uh, FYI, we can all hear you. Don't give it another thought, okay? Have a good day, folks. Thanks. Bye-bye. Living in this big blue world With my head up in outer 
Lizzie comes with two younger siblings, Juan and Lita. Two, maybe, but there's no way we can do three. I mean, that was, wow, we wanted to meet them. Oh, my gosh. Why would you even How show that? The, they're so cute. That's wrong. Here we are. Make yourself at home. Yeah, three of them. Hello, Parkview. Uh, welcome to the final week of this At The Movies series, where we are looking at all of these blockbuster movies, right? And then using them as like springboards to talk about hope and truth and Jesus. And today's movie uh, is both funny and also touching. Uh, as I watched this movie, I found myself laughing and crying, and you probably will as well. Uh, the movie this weekend is called Instant Family, and it's by Hollywood writer and filmmaker Sean Anders. And, and what's pretty cool about this movie is it's the third time that Sean Anders has picked Mark Wahlberg to play a suburban dad in a comedy. But this time, it's personal. As this movie is inspired by the true story of Sean Anders and his wife as they stepped into the world of fostering and adoption. This film is actually based on their real life experience. And check this clip out. Hey, boy. Hey. Hey, buddy. Hey, you miss me? Oh, that's my boy. You miss me, huh? I missed you too. Hey, what's the matter? Nothing. I was just thinking about what you said about adopting a five-year-old. I said that? Yeah. I was totally, I was joking. I know. It's kind of crazy, but it just got me thinking. And there's so many kids in foster care, and they're moving from place to place, and they don't have anybody. And it's like the saddest thing I've ever seen. And I found this adoption agency, and they're having an orientation next week. Oh, no, 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 week. don't show me that. I don't want to see those little faces. They're trying to break my heart. I just got home from work. Ellie, people who take in foster kids are really special. These are the kind of people who volunteer when it's not even a holiday. Right, we don't even volunteer on a holiday. You can't take some offhanded remark I made and turn it into a crazy life decision. It was a joke. Yeah. I know, I just... You're right, you shouldn't be pushed into something that you don't want to do. That's just a nice thought. Good night. I don't want to make any more jokes like that. All right? Hey, you want to watch a little fixer-upper? Okay, love you. You can't buy these pita chips anymore. They're way too spicy. I'm getting my nose watering. The smiles and the tears and the honest communication, right, of Pete and Ellie is so powerful. As they know something is like tugging at their hearts. The conversation of adoption and fostering comes with all kinds of questions, no doubt about it. 
but it always starts with your heart. I mean, have you ever noticed that your heart beats for certain things? For some people, it's serving, you know, homeless people downtown in the city of Chicago. And, and for other people, it's building a house for Habitat for Humanity. And, and some people like to travel to other countries to serve people or build houses or clean water wells or, or build churches. Whatever it is, we all have different ways of expressing it. But one thing is true. There is something that is woven into the fabric of like every single one of us that pulls us to love and to serve others. Look at what the writer in Psalm chapter 68 says about this. A father to the fatherless, a defender of widows is God in his holy dwelling. God sets the lonely in families. You know, when it comes to families, like 50 years ago, family was pretty much, you know, a mom and a dad and one or two kids, right? And that kind of family still exists today, but it's no longer the predominant picture of family. Today, we often refer to our work family or our school family or soccer or baseball or football family, right? Maybe our neighborhood family. A lot of us around Parkview talk about our church family, or maybe even our Facebook or Instagram family. For some of us, there are actually people who feel more like family than our own family. It's kind of strange. Maybe it's a teacher or a coach, a pastor, a co-worker, a neighbor. You see, if you look at how human beings, how we interact with one another, we all tend to need community at our core. We long to be a part of something that feels like family, whether it's biological or foster or adoptive. We were all created for community. You know, over the last few weeks in preparation for this message, I've talked to quite a few foster and adoptive families. And when you begin to investigate the reality of adoption and the whole foster care system, it can actually be quite a bit overwhelming. Over a half million children are currently in foster care. The system is overloaded, okay? It doesn't need any more kids. So for a child to be removed, conditions have to be pretty bleak usually involving abuse or extreme neglect. Some of these kids can often languish in the system unless a wonderful family like yours steps up for them. We'll step up. We'll take one right away. Oh, perfect. Let me go check him back, see what we have in stock. <laughs> she is kidding, of course. We do not stock, and you know that. Um, but we can take you through the eight-week foster parenting course, and you can get your certification, and then we can pair you with some kids that you can foster until they become adoptable. But it is not going to be easy, folks. These kids will test your will, put a strain on your relationship, and push buttons you didn't even know you had. Now, I can tell by looking at you that not all y'all are going to make it. <laughs> I actually think this group has got the grit to face some unpleasant... You guys heading out? Okay, well, thank you. Bye-bye. All right, that one's on me. It absolutely is. And you know what? We've gone over this before. We have. It's a problem. It's a problem. Okay, everybody. When Pete and Ellie heard about the reality of the system that so many of these kids are living in, they just, you know, they thought, we've got to do something. And maybe you know that. Maybe you felt that way. You see something that's just not quite right, and your heart starts to ache. This is how our heart actually expresses the heart of God. In Isaiah chapter 1, verse 17, it says, Learn to do good. Seek justice. Reprove the ruthless. Defend the orphans and plead for the widows. Even if adoption or foster care isn't something that you can be an active participant Supporting other people on this journey is still critical. For Christ followers, doing nothing in regard to adoption is not an option, right? 
It's just not an option because Jesus says it this way in Matthew chapter 18, verse 5. He says, whoever receives one such child in my name receives me. It's such a simple verse, but it truly reveals the heart of Jesus accepting and caring for children and giving them value is at the core of Jesus' message. And adoption and foster care are full embodiments of this verse that we can really live out in our lives. And listen, in the movie, despite Pete and Ellie's fears and apprehensions, here's what they decide to do. They decide to go ahead and go through an eight-week certification kind of course thing, and then they decide to go to an adoption fair, which kind of seems like a strange thing, an adoption fair, but this is where they're going to get a chance to meet all kinds of different kids that need to be adopted. Take this form with you and write down the name of any kid you meet that you might be interested in. Really? That's how this works? feel a little like shopping for kids. It's messed up, I know, but the county puts these on because they can match a lot of kids and parents quickly. Look at the big kids over there. Breaks my heart. Most folks want nothing to do with teenagers. Of course, if you two thought you could make room for an older child. Um, we poor terrible people. I'm sorry. You're not terrible. Now get on in there and find you a family. Go on. Well, this little guy's all by himself. You want to go say hi? Yeah. Okay. Excuse me. Sorry. Hey, sorry. sorry. So sorry. Occupied. Occupied. Oh, sorry. Oh, just, oh, we just went to get sorry. treats. So yeah. Just right. back it up. Yes. Did you take it? Just try to throw it in your mouth. Nearly. You want to have a go? Oh. Nice to meet you. Oh, yeah, bring her in, bring her in. You gotta wait for a turn, buddy. That's what they do in the You know what? I'm sick of looking at that. I'm going over there. Pete. Hey, Pete. Pete, what are you doing? Look at them over there. I mean, everybody's avoiding them. I'm just going to go and say hi. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think it's awful. But they're teenagers, OK? They use drugs, and they watch people playing video games on YouTube. We're not equipped for any of that. What do we have to be equipped for? I'm just going to say hello. I, know, okay. I don't think we should do that. Excuse me? Hi. Hey. Hi. Hi. Just uh, FYI, we can all hear you. Uh, you know, we appreciate the concern, but there's really no need to go pity crazy. You know, we know how this works. So just go on. It's OK. We'll mingle with the kitties and uh, don't give it another thought, OK? Have a good day, folks. Thanks. Bye-bye. <laughs> so you two went out and found yourself a teenager after all, huh? Well, we only met her for a second. But she made a real impression. Oh, yeah, Lizzie's such a great kid. She does really well in school. And Come on back. She came into care uh, four years ago when she was 11. It took a lot to convince her to accept placement in an adoptive home. Her mother was... Set the house on fire, passed out with a crack pipe. What I was going to say... Before, before I told you, it like it is... Before you jumped on in there is that her mother's made a lot of promises over the years and never seems to follow through with them. Well, where's her mom now? Probably in an orange jumpsuit selling smokes in the yard. I'm sure that's not accurate. Huh. Turns out Lizzie's mom is finishing a sentence in county jail. Who called it, huh? Who said it? You did. Yeah? Looks like she's never pursued reunification or contacted her kids in over two years. So, yeah, she's pretty much a non-issue. It's terrible. What about the father? <laughs> what are you talking about, father? <laughs> what are you doing comedy for us now, Pete? <laughs> Karen, we've had plenty of fathers who have stepped up, but 
In this case, no IDs on any birth fathers. <laughs> Look, Lizzie's mom is a product of the system, and she never learned to properly care for herself, much less three kids. Three? Oh. Three kids? What? Yeah, three. Yeah, uh, Lizzie. At once? <laughs> yeah, Lizzie comes with two younger siblings, Juan and Lita. Wait, Juan. wait, so we would have three children? Oh, two maybe, but there's no way we can do three. I mean, that was, wow, we wanted to meet them. Cool. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. Why would you show us that? Why would you even Are show that? You Th they're doing? so cute. That's wrong. Listen, we're not gonna sugarcoat it, okay? Lita is a, a wild, rowdy kid, and Juan can be fragile and a little emotional, and Lizzie is strong-willed, and she won't trust easily. Can you blame her? Well, but listen, we wouldn't recommend this match if we didn't believe that with some structure and love, these, these kids could blossom, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, and we're hoping to get them out of their current foster placement. The muskies might lose that meal ticket. Karen, please. Karen, please. <laughs> right? That's pretty great. You know, uh, I love that scene. After attending that uh, adoption fair and meeting with their social workers, it's now Pete and Ellie are on their way to getting three kids, not just one kid. And let me ask you something, friends. Have you ever gotten yourself into more than you planned on getting into? Uh, this photo right here is a photo of my family. Um, not my immediate family, right? But it's my extended family. Uh, this is Jim and Lori, uh, my brother and sister-in-law, and their biological daughter, Jamie. And this photo is actually from 20 years ago. And here's what happened. After their biological family was formed, Jim and Lori became aware of another young man named Max. This is a few pictures of Max. And he'd been adopted by a family in the United States from Bulgaria, an orphanage in Bulgaria, which is great, right? But then what happened is that family decided that they could no longer handle Max. And so they put him back up for adoption, the son they had adopted. And that's when Jim and Lori adopted Max. So are you following me here? I just want to pause here for a moment. Because there's, there's no possible way that I could put myself in the shoes of a child who has been adopted and then adopted again. But my brother-in-law told me this past week that it creates many, 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 many additional layers of problems and pain. For instance, when Max was adopted the first time, it created some feelings of abandonment, which you can imagine, right? But when Max was put up for adoption again, it wasn't abandonment. It was more feelings of rejection. It wasn't that his mother had died. It now felt like he wasn't wanted. <laughs> Max has a whole lot going on in his young life. He was adopted out of this orphanage in Bulgaria and brought to a family in the United States only to be put back up for adoption again by that family in the United States. And what I've learned is this happens more often than you would think. In fact, let me fast forward to a picture today. This is a photo of Jim and Lori and all of their kids. Look at this. There are now eight kids Seven of those kids are adopted, and all seven of those kids that they have adopted were also from people who adopted them into the United States and then put them up for adoption again. And here's what I've learned from my brother and sister-in-law, who I just think are heroes in so many ways and for these kids. The more you decide to follow after Jesus in your life, whatever it is, the more your comfort zone is going to get bumped for the benefit of other people. When you and I decide to follow Jesus, no matter what it is in our life, our comfort zone is going to get bumped for the benefit of other people. It just is. Jesus tells us this story of someone who is standing before God. And God says, you took care of me when I was hungry. You took care of me when I was sick, when I was thirsty, when I needed clothes, when I needed shelter. And the person responds and says, when? When did I do this? And then Jesus says, truly, I tell you, 
whatever you did for the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. You see, when we help anyone, that's when we really being like Jesus and serving Jesus. That's the way it is for Pete and Ellie in the movie. But as we are about to see, it's not always easy when you're serving and loving other people. Check this scene out. We want to thank the Lord for our first Christmas together. And we want to give thanks for this lovely meal and also this um, bounty of super fun cardboard boxes. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Okay. Tuck in, everybody. Where's my potato chips? Oh, we're not having chips tonight, Munchkin. Sorry. I want my chips. Lita, Lizzie, Pete and I worked really hard on this dinner, and there's lots of yummy food for you to eat. No! Hey! Lita! Vete a tu cuarto! Oye, ¿por qué me estás Lizzie, Lizzie, yeah. please! Lizzie! Yeah. No, okay? Oh, I've got this. Why are you yelling at me? I'm just trying to help you. I'm not yelling. I'm sorry. I am. Just then, I was. But it's. Look. Lita, don't do what Lizzie just said. What would you say? Cuatro, go to your bedroom, no, then go to the bathroom? No, cuatro means quart, like quart of milk, right? She said, okay. you, you're not going to have yeah. potato chip, but you will drink that milk. In, in any case, we have this. It's fine. Okay, fine. Okay, let's try some of this meatloaf, okay? No! Hey. I'm not having chips! Yeah, I don't think she's getting on board with the plan, no. honey. I don't want this! Hey. You sure you don't want to just give her some chips? No, we're not giving her chips. We're just going to eat... Lita, stay right there. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. No, no, it's okay. Don't cry. Relax. Okay. Watch your feet, okay? Hey, don't so okay. you give those to me. Give me. Calm down. Don't oh, cry. I'll get it. Just stay there, Warren. These are really, really good potatoes. Oh, What's that noise? Why is she growling? That wasn't in the classes. I got nothing for that. She's got a knife. It's just a sponge knife. It's still a knife. Just put the knife down, honey. Look here, just put down the weapon, okay? You guys want me to deal with this, or do you still got it? Yeah, do you want to let her jump in here now, please? Okay, okay, fine, fine. Gracias. No, you gotta learn some Spanish. Why would you give a kid milk in a glass cup? I'm sorry, I didn't... Why did she do that? I hate her! That didn't take long. I hate us already. Well, technically, she said she hates you. Oh, wow. What a funny, <laughs> sad, just real scene. Maybe you've been there. You've tried to help someone, you've tried to do something good, and the person that you're trying to help, they just won't receive it. I've had people in my life like that, and, and I try and help them, and, I, and no matter how much help I try to give, no matter how much love I try to give, uh, no matter how much I try to care for them, it seems like they just keep drifting towards all kinds of destructive things and behaviors. And some of you know exactly what I'm talking about because maybe you're going through that again right now. Maybe you have a friend or a family member you know, who's battling some sort of addiction or, or something like that, and you're doing everything you can to help, but nothing seems to help. It's so frustrating, right? Or maybe you have a teenager in your house and you're doing everything you can to love them and to guide them towards God but they really don't want anything to do with you or God. Or maybe you have a spouse that you've lived with for decades, but just in the last 18 months, your spouse has begun to battle some anxiety or some depression, and you have no idea what to do. Sometimes what we think is best is not always what other people feel is best for their own lives. In the movie, Pete and Ellie really, you know, want these 
kids. They, they want to adopt these kids, but Lizzie, the oldest daughter, she thinks they should go back home. She thinks it would be best for her and her siblings to go home and just be back with their biological mom. Okay, all your court bears are in here, the new ones as well. Speaking of court, um, <clears throat> I just wanted to apologize for what I wrote to the judge. It was all true. Yeah, I mean, it was a little out of context maybe, but there's no hard feelings. Actually, I wanted to give you the statement we wrote that we couldn't read in court, just, just so you have it. Yeah. Guys, mom's here. All right, get up, get up, come on. Come on, let's go. Lena, come on, get your stuff. Bye, Meatball. Hey, you guys picking us up? Where's mom? She was supposed to meet us at the office this morning and she didn't show. Oh, no. She didn't answer her phone. What, did you go to her house? Did she, what if something happened to her? Yes, we went to see her. She was very ashamed. She said she can't do it. No, she didn't. No, because why, why would she, um, why would she fill out all the forms and then the court stuff and the reunification stuff? She didn't. Lizzie, your mom said you filled out all those forms. Well, I help, but so what? She felt she was being pushed into something that she wasn't ready for. No, I, I didn't push her. She's ready. Just, just, just let me talk to her, please, and then, and then we can figure something out and Honey, she can take me home. Honey, when we saw her, it was obvious she's using again. She's not coming, baby. Sweetie, we're so sorry. Lizzie. Lizzie. We'll go get her. Just, Watch the kids. Just wait there, okay? Lizzie! Lizzie! Please just go away. You're not my parents. No, we're not. But you know what we are? We're here. That's right. We're here. And we love you. <laughs> what? No, you don't. You don't even know me. Hey, yes. uh, what's going on out Could here? Could you just give us a few minutes, please? Oh, okay. Sorry. Lizzie, honey, we do know you. We, we know that you hate cheese, but you... Ridley loved cheeseburgers, and we know that when you feel good in the morning, you put on a little less makeup than you do on the bad days. Exactly. Yeah. And look, we know that the most important thing in the world to you is to protect Juan and Lita from the things nobody protected you yes. from. We know that about you, right? Yes, honey. You guys are doing good. Look, we know that there's so much that we don't know, but, but if you're afraid that we can't handle knowing the bad stuff or the scary stuff, that we can, I promise. Yeah, bring it. I mean, whatever you got, we want it because we love you, Lizzie. Stop saying that. Please just go away, please. Please. Is Lizzie okay? She's a little upset right now, buddy. Okay. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. Here she is. So, um, here's what I think is best. I know Juan and Lita are more like what you had in mind when you got into this. Okay. So I think the best thing is for you to adopt them. And, and I'll just ask Karen for um, a different placement. So, no, no it'll be good, it'll no, be good. Honey. We need your help with Juan and Lita. We're not doing this without you. I, I'll visit all the time and, and you can call me if you need help or anything. No. Pete, I really don't want to argue about this right now. Yeah, I don't care. I said no, it's not happening, okay? You're with us now. Yeah. And you know why? We've got a cosmic connection. That's right, we've got a cosmic connection. I know you feel really sorry for me right now, but you really don't it's have It's got nothing to do with what just happened. 
Where's the court statement Ellie gave you? See this? Read that. Lizzie once asked me why we did this, why we took them in. We couldn't give her answer at the time. We did it because something was missing in our lives that we didn't know what it was. It was Juan, Lita, and Lizzie. You see? You were what was missing, Lizzie. But now you're here and you are stuck with us. That's right. All right, we're gonna be at every soccer game. Mm -hmm. We're gonna be all of your, your grades. Yeah. And we're gonna buy you your first prom dress. Yeah, and it's gonna be really, really pretty, but not too revealing, super sweet, you know, not too sexy, just like really that gorgeous sweet spot. Yeah, right, and when you graduate high school, we're gonna be in the front row embarrassing you. Yes. And then we're gonna be in the front row again when you graduate college too, or even if you don't. But you will be graduating college because it's so important and you're so smart, and I don't mean to push, but it just opens up so many more opportunities. But either way, we're gonna be there for you. Yeah, and someday, I'm gonna give you away at your wedding. Right, even if he's not good enough for my little girl. That's right, someday in the future. Someday in the way, way, way off, deep, 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 distant future. Lizzie, can we go home now? Yeah, I guess we can. I know you don't like this, but you're gonna have to get used to it once in a while, okay? Can I get one of those? Because I haven't gotten a single hug from you since I've known you. Please. Hi. I, I, I don't know the whole context of everything, but I'm just wondering if I can just get in on that hug a little bit. We're good. Thank you. Thank you so much. We're good. Thank you. Sorry. That was just wrong. Yeah, I just do that. You guys hug. I crossed the boundary there. Everything's going to work out. Great, too. I can tell. Hi. Oh, oh, thank you. Bye. Bye. Yeah, you know, sometimes you just need a hug, right? What a powerful scene that is in the movie, and what an incredible impact this couple has made on those three kids. Now, take a look at what the Bible says in James chapter 1, verse 27. It says, religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. The Bible and the teachings of Jesus make it really clear that we are to love and take care of one another. And this verse is a call to Christians to take on the mission of making sure that every child is taken care of and feels like they are part of a family. In the Bible, in Proverbs chapter 31, verse 8, it says, Speak up for those who cannot speak up for themselves, for the rights of all who are destitute. You know, there are so many ways, there are multiple ways that you and I can speak up for those who cannot speak up for themselves. Let me give you just a few ideas, a few action steps that we could all think about doing as we pull all of this teaching together today. Here's one thing that you could do. You could simply pray for a social worker who is serving kids and families. As we've seen in this movie, it's some kind of funny times, strange times, but I'm telling you, man, it's gotta be hard times doing that kind of work, caring for kids and for families that are broken up in that way. So just find a social worker that you could begin to pray for who's serving families like this. That's one thing. Here's another thing you could do. You could ask God and you could start asking some people to lead you to a child who has aged out of the foster system, a child who just needs a friend or needs a mentor, or even just a child who needs a place to eat dinner with like a real family on a Friday night. And you may be thinking, man, our family is kind of like that, you know, has a fire going and ketchup going everywhere. And our family's crazy. No one wants to be with us, but I promise you there are people who would give anything to sit with your family and have dinner with you on a Friday night because they have no family to be with. So you could just begin to look for that kind of person. 
Here's another thing. You could just come alongside a family who has entered into this world of fostering and adoption. Here's what a family at Parkview who is fostering and adopting told me just this last week. I did a Zoom call, video call with this family, and here's what they said. Here's, here's what we need. I said, I, after this, like 30, 45 minutes of this call, what do you need? What, what can we do for you? Here's, here's what this family said. Just give us a place to share and process our pain and burdens. Just come alongside us. Give us a place to do that. And here's what I would say, Parkview. This is more than a text message. This is inviting them over for dinner and then just letting them talk and process things. This is bringing dinner over to their house and then also sticking around to do the dishes. This is meeting them at the hospital and you don't even have to say much. You just sit at the hospital as they're dealing with one of their children who is sick or has something going on. Just being with them. You know, statistics say that 50% of the people who become foster parents they will drop out in the first 12 months because it can be tough, just like any other kind of parenting, right? But here's also what statistics say. If they have a support team, a strong support team around them, 90% of those people will still be fostering three years later. Parkview, listen, I understand I fully understand we are not all going to be in a place in our lives, our families, our finances, all of that where we can foster and adopt. But as my brother-in-law in Texas who has adopted seven kids told me, here's what he said to me, we can all come alongside those who are coming alongside these children. We can all come alongside those who are coming alongside these children. Here's something really, really cool. Today, We have safe families, the organization, with us on all of our campuses around Parkview. This is an incredible, incredible organization, and they will actually come alongside you, and they will show you how to love and how to serve and how to come alongside others. Take just a moment and watch this clip from Safe Families. Right now, there are over 400,000 American kids in foster care. But did you know there are exponentially more with parents who desperately love their kids, who are perilously close to being swept up into the system? And the reason is they're alone and facing crisis. It's just hard to even imagine that when you're in trouble, and you look at your phone and you actually have nobody to call, there are a ton of people that are in that situation. Safe Families exists to provide struggling families with love, community, and support before it becomes necessary for the state to step in and remove their children. Put another way, Safe Families exists to keep families together. All throughout scripture, when we look from the Old Testament all through the life of Christ in the early church, a common thing that was partnered with their worship was their love and care of their neighbor. And oftentimes their neighbor is one who is struggling, one who is vulnerable. You think of when scripture talks about the orphan or the widow, they're talking about those who are vulnerable in our society who don't have support, who don't have family, who don't have a community to love and to help them. Our call as Christians is to be that family for them. God has woven that in all throughout his story. We mobilize families in your church to come alongside these families who are struggling at their time of greatest need to support a parent, to keep a kid safe, and to help keep a family unit together. What's so cool about the Safe Families movement is that there are so many ways you and your church family can be involved in this community of love and healing. Host families taking children for short periods of time while their parents get back on their feet. Family friends provide support to families in need through mentoring and transportation, as well as to host families through babysitting and emotional support. Resource friends provide various types of goods and services to families in need to help parents get back on their feet. Think clothing and meals. Family coaches are trained to provide resources to families in crisis. They also ensure that the kids are well cared for in host family homes. 
And Safe Families Churches are spiritual communities that bring Safe Families in as a ministry of their church to organize and unleash volunteers to serve their community. God has designed us to live in community, and He has called us to live on mission. And He calls us to do that to those who are most vulnerable in society. Safe Families provides the opportunity for you to both live in community and live on mission and be community for families who don't have the community that they need for their success and their health and their growth. So I just wanna invite you, join our community and be community for a family who is in need. And you're going to see your life fulfilled as you live out your design and mission, and you're gonna see a family's life changed. Come here. Ah. Oh, you're too far away. We can't see your silly face, come over here. Okay. Make a silly face. Oh my goodness, that's so silly. You make your silly face. Oh my goodness, you guys are making the silliest faces. Jesus calls his followers to support, to love, and defend those who need a voice. As you leave today, please, please, please stop and grab some information or enter into a conversation with one of the people from Safe families. They are on all of our campuses today. If you're watching online, just go to safefamilies.org. You can find all of the information there. Please reach out, interact with them today. Let's do this. Let's, wherever we are, on campus, at home, wherever we are, let's stand and pray together today. Can we do that? Let's stand together and pray. God, thank you so much for this whole series, really, that we've experienced, all of these different films that let us see hope and truth, they let us see ourselves, our families, our friends, the different scenarios of our lives, God, just right before us. Thank you for these films. Thank you for how we can find hope and truth and how we can see you and your son Jesus, even in these films. God, specifically today, thank you for um, so many families who are fostering, adopting these children all over our city and this nation and this world. And God, I pray that you would give these people who are fostering and adopting just an extra special dose of your care and your energy and your patience as they raise these kids up. And God, for many of us who are not in this adopting and fostering phase right now, help us to know and learn how to come alongside those who are coming alongside these kids. Help us to be diligent in that and excited and proactive in our lives coming alongside these others who are fostering and adopting and loving on these children. God, thank you so much for adopting us into your family, for bringing us into your family as your kids. God, we love you. We're so grateful for you and your son Jesus in our lives. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have a great weekend, Parkview. See you next week.